0: This is the Movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. Today, I had a providential miracle. Today, I had the opportunity to do an interview with Maylene, the 13-year-old girl that was literally raised from the dead through the intercession of Pauline Jericho. If you go to our app, you will find the video interview I did with Maylene and her father, Emmanuel. It is powerful. Please uh, go and watch that on our app. Now, today, this rosary comes from the Roman, the ancient Roman amphitheater in Lyon, where 48 Catholics were put to death. The most famous of these 47 martyrs was a young woman named Blondine, who was arrested for being a Christian. She she refused to renounce her faith. She was brutally tortured, scourged, and then tied to a wooden stake in the center of the amphitheater that held more than 20,000 people. This was their entertainment for the day. And they let loose the lions and the leopards to devour her, but the wild beasts would not touch her. Uh, So they enclosed her in a net and let loose a wild bull who gorged her many times, but she would not die. The grace of God preserved her, and finally uh, she was beheaded. But she gave courage to all of the other Christians because the purpose of the persecution was not just to kill the Christians, it was to cause everyone to have fear and renounce their faith. But this the courage of this young woman, Blondine, did just the opposite. It made people grow with fortitude, which is the theme of our meditation today. The courage, the fortitude of the martyrs. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all the that we've promised to pray for, especially praying for for peace in the world and for the work of this young man, Arnold. Now, fortitude is the virtue by which we overcome our fears in pursuing the good. It's the virtue that causes us to cling to the good, to pursue the good despite the hardship or difficulty. It's the virtue that enables us to see through a commitment. Without fortitude, A human being is a quitter, a flake, a softy who can only be relied upon not to persevere, not to hang in there, not to be dependable. In other words, fortitude is the virtue without which none of the things which make life worthwhile, all of which demand sacrifice and perseverance, perseverance, can be realized. So if you want any lasting happiness in this life or the next,
1: now never shall be. World without end. Amen. Oh
0: my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need
0: of thy mercy. Fortitude demands sacrifice, but sacrifice is simply where you are willing to lose or risk a lesser good in order to attain a greater good. You don't do this because you don't care about the lesser good. If you didn't care about the lesser good, there wouldn't be a sacrifice or fear involved. But because you care more about the greater good. What that means is that the first step required in order to acquire fortitude, you got to figure out which things are more important than others. Which of the things you love is more important than anything? St. Augustine's definition of virtue is correctly ordered love. To have the virtue of fortitude, we have to prioritize and then act on our priorities. If you don't recognize that some things are objectively greater goods than others, then you can't sacrifice the lesser for the greater, which means you can't have fortitude. You can't be courageous unless you first do a clear calculation about what matters most. People who don't have their values straight are automatically cowards, obviously. You can't courageously stand by your values if you don't know what your values are. So the saints are the bravest of all people because they first get clear in their head what the greatest good is, union with God. And then they're willing to risk or lose everything else to get it.
1: Lead all, all souls, souls to heaven, especially to those, those in
0: most Now, the greatest sacrifice we can make is to lay down our lives. That's why the greatest fear we generally have is a fear of death, the fear that we will lose all our earthly goods. Hebrews chapter two tells us that it is precisely our fear of death that Satan uses to enslave us, and that by helping us overcome our fear of death, Christ is freeing us from the power of the devil. After all, if we're willing to abandon ourselves completely to God's providence, if we have no fear of missing out for ourselves, our loved ones, our children, if we're willing to lose all earthly goods, or even some earthly good, then how can Satan threaten us with loss? We can face everything with fortitude because we know the greatest good is ours. We have God. These are the martyrs, the ones who have made the great calculation. They know what is the greatest good, and they have chosen accordingly. They are supremely prudent, and they are supremely brave. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen.
0: Oh, my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: So, how do we get ready to lay down our life for God? Because as Shakespeare says, You owe God a death. We're going to die one day, whether from external or internal causes, and it probably won't be pleasant. How can we prepare to do it well, to die courageously? We must meditate on the supreme good. Remember that Jesus has proven that another, better, inexpressibly delightful life awaits us in heaven. Now if a two-year-old if a two-year-old could go back to the womb and tell a child still waiting to be born about all the good things he'll experience like ice cream and hugs of his parents the unborn child wouldn't be worried about losing the dark comfortable womb but that's exactly what Jesus did for us when he rose from the dead And he showed himself in glory. We will have life after this life. And we will have it to the full. We will have the fullness of food, of friendship, of God's glory, of victory, of joy. All unmixed with pain. And we won't even need coffee. So what are we afraid of? Oh, my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: Now, no saint becomes courageous in a day. It takes practice. So we practice giving up what is lesser for what is greater. We begin with prayer. By prayer, we give up some time spent on our own entertainment and projects in order to be with God who loves us more than anyone. And we grow encouraged by fasting, by giving up some physical pleasure so that we can spiritually unite ourselves with Jesus. And we grow encouraged by almsgiving, by giving up some financial security for your hypothetical future so that you can build up God's church and help the poor in the real now. So we make the calculation, then start letting go of the inferior life and start living the superior life so that we can, as soon as God wills, enter into the perfect life of happiness like the martyrs. As I said at the beginning, the church father Tertullian once wrote, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And after Blondine and the other martyrs here gave their lives, within two centuries, Christianity had won over not only Lyon, but the whole Roman Empire. And we can do the same. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.